You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Flashy light, no. Solid light, yes. Flashy night, no. We figured out how to press record. Yes. It's, it's been good. I'm glad that we figured that out. Hi, gang. Hi, gang. We already said hi, but you couldn't hear us. Yeah, I think they call this a cold open. Is that what that's called? Uh, accidentally. Also, it might not be our opening. I think I might have an interview segment before this episode, but who knows? Hooray! Whatever, we're here now. Hello, hello, hello. Um, it's only been 24 hours since I was last hanging out with Ryan. It is still sweltering July in this room. Yes, it is. And, um, it probably won't be sweltering July when you hear this. It might be sweltering August. Mm, please, no. Though. I'm sorry. Ryan doesn't like the heat. I, on the other hand... Put the fans off. Yeah, because we have a microphone oh, going. Oh, so that's why I'm suddenly warm. Okay. That's why I'm suffering. <clears throat> yes, get the blankets adjusted. Yes. Tis uh, summer. Tis summer. Um, I um, am in a constant state of cold, so I was wearing a blanket while Ryan had his fan on because he's sweltering and dying. Now I'm surviving with just a small hand fan and an iced Americano. Woe is me. But I have been able to remove my blanket, so I'm pleased. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, all because of you, gang. All for you. Yes. Um, so this episode is, contains, uh, my favorite line from the first season, Mm -hmm. which I will happily point out when we come to it, Mm -hmm. which I'm really excited about. Excellent. Um, Ryan and I both had really long days, and we're looking forward to doing what a show on Netflix does best, which is take us out of ourselves. Yes. And provide a little escapism. With moments of brief critical commentary on existence as it is reflected accurately, inaccurately, or ridiculously in the little town of Riverdale. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, Trying to think. So the only problem is about recording several episodes in a row is like the current events have not actually changed. Yes. Who knows what's happened by now? Yeah. It's a new ball game every day in the world right now. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, We might be listening to this in more of a Fallout scenario, uh, ambient world broadcast. Yeah. Galaxy News Radio Live. Broadcasting from a vault. <laughs> yeah. Um, although, in all seriousness, um, uh, we are thinking of the um, victims of the shooting in Toronto today. And yes, their families that, today is yep. the day of the New Market shooting, um, which will be a few weeks old by the time you hear this. But um, for what it's worth, we're thinking of you. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. On that. Dark. Twisty reality into the dark, twisty (laughs) non-reality, perhaps. (laughs) Yes. Why not? The Lost Weekend. Which is a reference I should know. Perhaps. But I I can't quite play. I need to know. (laughs) I need to know. A Googling pause? A Google pause. Are you going to Google the phrase or the episode or where are we going with this? The Lost Weekend book. A novel? Yeah. Oh, right. It's a um. It's a Charles Jackson like um, right. Mm-hmm. It's like a noir detective. That rather fits the genre manifesto. Yes. Of many of these titles. And it was also a movie. Hmm. Yeah, nineteen forty-five. Yes, that's why it sounds familiar. Lovely. People who were famous then who are now no longer famous. Funny how that shifts. I wonder who we'll keep in 50 years. Uh, yeah. I wonder who we'll reference and our children will be like, Grandpa, that hasn't made sense or been funny in 40 years. It's okay. We probably won't have children and the earth will be dead by then, so it's fine. Hey! Hey! Bright and sunny day. I'm sipping the iced coffee. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, come closer, iced coffee. Get ready to watch some Riverdale. Yes. Sugar trash, sugar trash, sugar, sugar, sugar trash, sugar trash, sugar trash. Shall we jump in on that note, gang? Let us. And ready to watch along, pressing the button for... It's really such a convenient syncing feature. It is. Right? It absolutely is. Oh, yeah. Chuck comes back. Hello, Chuck. Chuck came back. The very next episode. Um, not quite. 
Um, I really like teenager, um, like, mini-boss Chuck and Cheryl in this episode. It's like, they are the antagonists of the high school scale. Mm-hmm. And they get the hurrah here in really cartoonish ways. Um, like, such an, <laughs> such a bizarre vengeance plot on both of their fronts. That's so hyperbolic. But then out of the way for the escalation into life-or-death problems that we get buildingly from here on in. Like, mm-hmm. in, in some ways, the you know this arc of the high school plot drama resolves real quick and early to get into much higher stakes things. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of it in that particular light. Hmm. Um, going back to the grim comment I made earlier, it does interest me that they're, oh yeah, we party, we party, there's silly string. Kevin has silly string. I can't believe it. Yep. Um, I, um... Impose and maintain order. What on earth am I talking about? Oh, yeah, there is no, like, Moose makes it with Cheryl? I forgot about that. Why not? There is no, like, environmental panic. Oh, yeah, you were reading about climate change today. I forgot. But, like, it would make sense to me that it's at everyone least one shirtless. of these teenagers is worried about it. Everyone's shirtless. I mean, yeah, yeah, of course, like, Jughead's ironically worried about it, and Betty has, a, like, a secondary awareness, I'm sure, of the issue. Veronica's probably been to a few fundraisers. <clears throat> they all exist in a, you know world of Gen Z progressivism. Mm. But we'd call, probably call Bull on the show if they had them, you know, leading their local March for Our Lives. Although, like, I'd celebrate this. But <laughs> they would be a little bit on the nose, whereas, I mean, mm. Riverdale kind of circles around their immediacy to find sort of a neutral contemporary issue, I find. I guess that's true, Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that uh, Archie had this little panic about his parents' divorce, which is basically already a divorce. Mm-hmm. Me too. <sighs> it's, uh... Yeah, it's... Hmm. Oof. Interesting. Like, were they long distance two years ago, and... Hmm. Yeah. It it seems like it's been unclear progression, but not unclear for Molly Ringwald and Luke Perry at all. No. But, yeah. Even perfect Andrew's parents are... Paul Sowerberry, right. that's a name from the comics, isn't it? It sure sounds like one. Yeah. Uh, I don't register it myself, but there is a broad spectrum of comics. <clears throat> I certainly haven't read them all. Do you notice how much black they both wear in the first season? It's like they're both in mourning. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah. I can see that. It'll be really interesting um, to dig into the second season again after this. I think it'll be an interesting, fresh Hmm. um, watch. Yeah. Like, I had freshly watched most of season one um, before we went into our first watch, but with those week-long breaks... (laughs) Like a friend intervention. Friend intervention. <laughs> I love that Betty's like, Archie did a thing that he's going to tell you about. I was going to be brave, but he's going to be brave instead. <laughs> I mean, it is, yeah. it's a tough opener. It's a tough opener. Yeah. Ours. I, uh, here comes the little, the plot of this particular episode. Mm-hmm. Like, how did... I don't understand how, like, Betty, like, just didn't think that her boyfriend had a birthday. I guess they haven't been together that long. It's been, like, a few months, maybe, if that, a month, a few weeks. But that's, like, a question you ask really early on. You're like, oh, like, when's your birthday? Now, here is is an interesting detail. They are formerly the Three Musketeers of Childhood Friendship. That is where I would expect Betty to have registered his birthday from. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> more than I mean very different perspectives perhaps I don't really know how girl dates do and yeah. what the social rules are but I do recognize that the women in my life seem to have faced a lot more social pressure around re- remembering anniversary states and whatnot and marking them in certain culturally rest- ritualistic ways than yeah. I've ever directly experienced and I can see how that would potentially ascribe to normative high school romance rules as well Nah. I wonder if FP knows what he's saying to Betty when he says, 
Hmm. He's never even had a party. Like, he must know, since he dated Alice Cooper, that he, like, knows how they work. <laughs> but I, I feel like Alice Cooper was made, perhaps a very different iteration of Alice Cooper back then. Or I may be wrong. Maybe maybe it was a full rebellion stage. And <laughs> she was always Stepford Alice before and after. Who knows? Mm, Veronica. Quaint gathering. Hmm? Like, obviously, they're going to turn around. <laughs> Kevin. Welcome back, Chuck. Oh, boy. He really is an exceptionally good-looking man. Yes. I agree with that. Holy Chuck. He's probably not local because he was cast early in the season. This would be my passing guess. <sighs> what What are you doing? Betty is ready to fight. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Reintroducing this trope. It. I was a little surprised is that the... Is he the person who coins Dark Betty? Is he the first person who says it? I mean, I think it was kind of into the narration and narrative of the episode, but in world, I'm not sure. Yeah. It's, I want to rewatch this year's Halloween episode again, because there's a bit of a fake out redemption here that added quite attention to his potentially real redemption arc with Josie. Like... Yeah. And I wasn't thinking about this scene, this episode, during that one, my first watch through. Oh, goodness. Self-harm by accident. But if we actually called it self-harm, then we couldn't have the rating that we do on this show. <laughs> Coding is not representation. <sighs> yep. Yep. Uh, Archie, No. I mean... It's gonna be epic. I've, I've done this and got away with it. I never did. <laughs> never, ever, ever, ever. But then I lived with my grandmother, so it was different. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, butt out! Divorced parents on an acreage slash farm. That sounds awesome. There were there were definitely freedoms. I mean, it's freedoms. sorry. I'm sorry if your childhood <laughs> was difficult. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it was nuanced and complicated, like any. Hmm. Like all of these folks, this is... And... I don't think you understand father-son dynamics when there are abandonment issues, Betty. Her point... Look at her frame of reference. I know. Hal. My profession. And Alice. Yeah. Um... Oh, oh, I'm really feeling... I actually really like um, mm-hmm. Alice's uh, blouse that she is wearing. I like it. Oh, that... All right. I, I thought... Okay. I agree with you. It's quite, also, it's quite bold. I love this moment where she's like... <laughs> I love this... Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. What? What are you feeling in Echo of Alice? Alice is just being like, don't, I can't tell if this is like a don't trust men, don't trust Doughead, I made big mistakes, Mm. I don't know what's happening. But it's an attempt at emotional honesty, and that's nice. I like that they decided through this season that Alice is not a villain. She's conflicted, and she's often antagonistic, but I feel so on her side. Hmm. Oh, man. I feel really sorry for Jughead in this moment. Yeah. Even just that, of course, he has to explain this. So I imagine not for the first time. There's nothing quite like explaining to someone <laughs> who doesn't have a difficult experience or a frame of reference for a difficult experience. Yeah. I love, I love this version of Veronica. The, like, head of the accounting firm, Veronica? Yes. Yes. It's so great. It is a seat of great power. And the power comes from careful analysis and study and organization. 
Oh my goodness. What is, I can't remember why. What the monthly fee was? Wig wearing monster. Do we know that he wears a wig yet? I don't, no, I don't think we've had that creepy moment where we see him, the the creepy closing the door moment. I don't think we've gotten there yet. That would have been recent. It's definitely a third act reveal. Really? But you just called him a wig wearing monster. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, she's Veronica Lodge. She can probably spot a wig at 50 yards. Mm. Oh, boy. Back to the Vixens. Back to the Vixens. I could have done with some more cheerleader drama in season two. Fair. I'm I'm curious how it will potentially factor into what new Riverdale High looks like next year. Like I think we're I think we're dealing with a new school year next year, right? That's true, we are. So there might be a bit of a refreshing of some of the the plot cycles. I wonder if Cheryl is going to stay a oh no, I guess like Tony's on the cheerleader squad now. Oh my god, queer cheerleaders. That's so great. But I am a cheerleader. Many years uh, later. Here's this like sexy dance off that like is not appropriate given that they're playing teenagers true um they're not actual teenagers so it's fine but but also this is this is hip-hop choreo yeah like i mean and this is also how you sell television i guess yes i definitely think cheryl wins this but i can't remember who actually wins this i think veronica gets the vote but i fully agree with you that cheryl is Pulling out more interesting tricks. Yes. And, like, making use of her assets in a way that, not, like, literally, but, mm-hmm. like, literally. Um, that In a way that Veronica is not. But I think they're both trained dancers, both those actors. I mean, yeah. Uh, Camila Mendez went to Tish, I think. Well, it doesn't mean that she dances, but yes. No, but it, it, it implies, I mean, most conservatory programs cover some of the fundamentals on. Yes, I that's would, true. I would assume. But, um, yeah. I agree with Cheryl. I got more of a, like, trap dance voguing off feel from her moves. Mm, yeah. Whereas Veronica True. had a bit of a memorized choreo vibe. You catatonic bimbo. <laughs> <laughs> a baked potato. Oh my god. Fired minions. Oof. See, yeah, this is where I don't expect her to double back into this high school. She can't, like, shoot... She can't fire them if she's not the captain of the squad anymore. Yeah, but she can fire them as minions. You know what I learned? Mm-hmm. Vixen, I didn't know this. I don't know how I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. Is the word for female fox. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's a like, very good word. Vixen, like, and, like, red hair. Like, it's thematic. I yeah. like it. It's good. That's all. Yes. Yeah. It's a good narrative reference, I agree. And a pretty, pretty word. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, like, I understand your bitter arch, but, like, rude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, doesn't Molly Ringwald show up at the end of this episode? She's credited. I think. So she's in it. Archie, don't touch the alcohol. Here's your coping. Here's your coping poorly. And you know it. Oh, so fabulous. Basic military handbook. Oh, right. I'm so excited <laughs> for Dilton Doily in season three. Yes. I hope that is a thing. I, I'm, I'm going to full out say I've seen some spoilers mm. and leave it at there. Our arch nemesis. Yeah. This, I love that she takes the cherry, the cherry off. bites. Like, she's the red cherry, and she takes it off this (laughs) chocolate shake. Like, I see what you did there, Riverdale. (laughs) It's not subtle. Oh my god, this, like, this, like, vicious power couple, I'm kind of into. Such, such a pretty snowing shot exterior they got in there. They milked that snowstorm so well. They did. (laughs) They really did. I, this is awfully full of chutzpah for her to just show up into a lawyer's office and be like, mm-hmm. here, have some more evidence that I happen to know I'm a loose cannon. Hello. Let's talk about the crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about my family's crime. Oh, boy. Yep. Hmm. 
It's quite an I arc. I kind of like that this <coughs> um, lawyer talks, they wrote, wrote this lawyer is talking to her like an adult. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. And here's the letter. Oh, the, the letter yeah, that, that comes back in the first or second episode in this really awkward Hermione is not a cool human way. Mm-hmm. Threatening, threatening. Mm-hmm. Really awful manipula- manipulative ways. It's it's like it's so manipulative. It, it's painful to watch Veronica give her father the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. After this, right? It's uh. Why isn't Jughead at school? What? Oh, or he just wasn't in the cafeteria? Perhaps, yes. This is pre-Southside. Pre-Southside expulsion adjustment yeah. thing. Whatever exactly happened there. Hmm. Um, I, by the way, I love that she's wearing a Jughead sweater. <laughs> I hadn't noticed that. Such a preppy look. Oh, yes. <laughs> That is adorable. And like, referential, but in world, how did that come to be? The beast within. Ooh. Mm-hmm. What is he? Rude, Kevin. What? Her dad? Like. <laughs> Fake oh. out surprise. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> wow. Inner circle. I like that Archie just decided Ethel gets to be in her circle. <laughs> it just, yeah. Accidental sweet. Why is she... Uh, I mean, by many metrics, she's not wrong, because Joaquin is literally spying on them. Also, but, but... like, it's very rude. Oh, Yes. I do understand, though, that sentiment of, I want just my close, trusted people. I get that. It's something I've um, bumped into a number of times with, like, old friends. The, like, I really want to visit you, but I don't have the stamina to also friend your significant other, despite <laughs> wanting to do Kevin. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh, right, that moment where Jughead acknowledges that this exact discussion different differentiating close friends and not close friends yeah in a much more narrow way oh, oh. my gosh yep 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 jughead just is that like having all the feelings he is but like also i hate it okay so one of the reasons i'm interested in this relationship mm-hmm. is because i have dated someone like jughead who thinks they're <laughs> who thinks they're broken and gets really annoyed when you do nice mm. things for them. Mm-hmm. And it's really annoying that he is just trying to be nice. Mm-hmm. She's not... Tr- I mean... Is she is she doing cliche try to fix him things? I, I don't know. I don't think so. She seems to much more jump into the mess with him. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to have a snuggle? I think they... Hi. Yes, they, they have romance here, right? Huh? But they don't have romance they have officially yet. No, they they full on bang, don't they? This episode? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because, like, Jughead <laughs> catches her on on the walk in the morning. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> oh, man. Oof. Weird awkward history. Yeah. I like how he kind of just says it really casually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. like... Isn't this enough, a, like, indication to you, Archie, that you don't want to be friends with him in season two? I was just thinking that. <laughs> like, right? Why? How are you ever deceived after this story, Arch? Portugal is so uncomfortable. Hmm. Yeah, see, like, she's mm-hmm. really nice. She is, but she's doing it wrong. I get Aww. I get that. I empathize so much with them both right now. I guess so. <sighs> I'm not normal. Oh my god, shut up. 
I'll it's agree. fine. No one is like, n- no one is normal. <laughs> I agree with oh. the self-indulgence and of that everyone statement. ruins everything. But what a good entrance. Right? <laughs> oh. oh my god. Moose is just like... No, Archie, don't say it! <laughs> oh my god, don't! Ah. Uh. <laughs> uh. Poor Jughead. Now I feel sorry for Jughead. I didn't feel sorry for Jughead before. I thought he should just, like, buck up and enjoy it. But, oh my yeah. god, is that Dilton Doily? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, it's DJing. It is. Yep. DJing. It's delightful. Uh, the the, the two archetypical... Queers. The two queers are pretending to be straight. <laughs> is what we... It's what we do before we do? I guess. Who's safer to make out with? Yeah. Puppy. Yes, I I empathize enormously with hide with the animals. Sorry for bumping no, you okay. in the air, friend. It's okay. I'm fine. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, yes. <laughs> of a Seth yeah. Rogen movie? Cute. Mm. Uh. Oh my god, that's, that's not how relationships work. Shut up, Archie. <laughs> Archie lives in a sunnier sort of world. Yeah. In a different nuclear rule um, set. Really, really heteronormative world. That's the <laughs> other thing I like about Jughead and Betty is they're, like, super hetero, but, like, also kind of not. Hmm. It's, they're not, like, deeply patriarchal yeah. in their dynamic. They're not super gendered in trope ways, even though they're straight as hell. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Ah. Yes, speaking from experience, FP. Oh, look at them. They're so cute. More, more, more. Yep. More, please. Boys kissing and just enjoying existence is so important. Yeah. Uh, dear Kevin. I love how Joaquin is like, that's so cool, Preppy. Like, you've got to, you've got to, like. Yep. FP, you're being a bit of a homophobe right now. Or are you? I can't I mean, tell. I feel like there's a mix of teasing <laughs> the kids and a little bit of cautioning Joaquin, who he knows isn't actually into this. Or well, who I, well, he, he knows was assigned. Or... Oh, here we go. The, my favorite line is coming right up. So she sees it's FP, who mm-hmm. took the money from her mom. Yep. Flashback. And she's like, Holy shit! What's she's he doing nicely here? drunk. He's going upstairs, and she is thinking for a sec. Mm-hmm. She says, to "Kevin, who is that? It's Jackhead's dad." And she there. almost, and the plot thickens. <laughs> she's almost looking into the camera. Yep, she's drunkenly looking away, and oh my gosh, Chuck's abs. I'm not really into abs, personally. I'm like, just like, it's not my thing. But cool. I mean, they are an achievement on that man. They are an achievement. I suppose you have to work hard on them. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Jack, shut up. Yeah, that's what you're focusing in on. Not the... Not the weird lobster boil moment. Yeah. <laughs> you're upset about Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Sorry I keep poking you in the head, Chloe. That's okay. I am vaguely flailing around this episode. Yeah, the dark you that gets really mad at the patriarchy. What do you think's gonna happen? Come mm-hmm. on. This is... Yeah. This is... The Cooper women apparently get, like... Or not... What's Alice's maiden name? I don't know. The Alice lineage and the Alice of them all gets even and has releases for their stupid, stupid broken anger. They understand mm. real problems. Oh boy. Yeah. What? Who's room are they in? Archie's? Uh, I think so. By the post ring. I mean, that's the only room in the house that they have dressed already, so. <laughs> oh, Alice creeping in your daughter's room, spying the neighbor boy's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Alice. 
Oh my gosh, stop trying to isolate yourself from everyone. It's really unhealthy. I, I will say I I get that. Like I res I respect as much as this language blah, blah, comes blah. out deeply self-indulgent from a straight white man. Um <laughs> The things he picks oh as weird identifiers. But oh my god, you're being so mean. There's so many other ways. I guess you're 16, you haven't learned how to communicate yet. I feel like he's articulating like the class divide of season two really sloppily. Like, he really sees someone like Betty as fundamentally different. Yeah. And has experienced so much isolation from poverty in his young life. To Cole Sprouse's um, credit, that mm -hmm. dreadful line sounds pretty good in his mouth. <laughs> yes, it's bad writing. Um, possibly intentionally bad writing, but it, it, it's it's a really ridiculous phrase. Oh my god. See, I kind of, I kind of get these self confidence issues that underlie this. I don't know. I get it, but it's so like, like I was thinking recently that like straight white men can't really afford to be careless and unkind. Mm, that's yep, true. <laughs> and yeah. that was definitely Jughead managing poorly and putting it on someone who didn't actually earn his ire. Oh my goodness. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Yep. That was kind of deserved, Arch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, he's having a bad night. He's seeing double. And is probably going to take his shirt off now. wait till you get to college, little man. No, he doesn't <laughs> take his shirt off. He's too drunk. Who had their <clears throat> shirt off in that flash forward? A oh, bunch of people. Oh, oh right. right. Okay, maybe that's after this phone call. <sighs> yep, drunk yeah. dialing your dad. I love how it like it's the camera still swaying slightly. Yeah, the way they show state of mind in cinematography makes me very happy. Oh, Ethel. I I love how Ethel's still still like pleasantly coordinating this yeah, party. Yeah, she's really sweet. Mm-hmm. And, like, no one has time for it, but they should. Oh, my God, Cheryl, oh. you're terrible. Yeah, they're both being really awful in this moment. Unnecessarily awful. Oh, Cheryl, just come out of the closet and stop being mean to people. I understand how hard that is, though. I love you. Yes, and I don't think she's going to stop being mean to people. That's a thing. She's gonna, I feel like, she's, like, she's gonna stop being Thomas from Downton Abbey. Mm, mm, mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, maybe she'll be mean at people who deserve it more. Yeah. Also, I don't think, like, this is mean. What's great about Cheryl's mm. character is that she's, like, made of fire and, mm. like, hell hath no fury, like, the scorn of Cheryl Blossom. Mm, mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. is so great and important. Right. This is mean. She has wrath. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm here yeah. for Cheryl's she's, wrath. She's evolving from pettiness to wrath. Yeah, huge. Yeah. This is petty. I love okay. Cheryl Rath. Cheryl Rath is my fave. Yeah, I see it. Burning yes. down Thornhill, so great. <laughs> love it. Oh, we're, we're we're moving up on that, aren't we? That's we happening are. this season. Ugh. Yay. Veronica's playing a weird kind of hardball in this right now. <laughs> oh, right, she's kind of drunk. Another brother. Oh. Are you, yeah. you just making this up, Veronica? This is awfully rude. Uh, yep. Im implicating... I love how FP is just standing in the corner like, oh, this is fine. <laughs> also, <laughs> Kevin's Kevin. so good. I'm going to have to switch. Mm. Oh, right. We didn't we didn't see Dilton at all last season, did we? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. This plot's still in play. I forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Right. Dilton the Witness. And Cheryl oh, connects the dots. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the massive drunken mess reveal. Banging a teacher? <laughs> Damn, I wish I would have known. 
Oh, uh, Pressing everyone's button. Oh, no. Everyone is being so rude. Yep. (laughs) Which Which is literally what Cheryl came for. She arrived specifically to be rude, right? He doesn't. Uh, e- he doesn't even twitch. Oh no! Oh right, and then Jughead gets all like knight in shining armor. Right, all sorts of indignant. Starting that particular pattern. Yeah. Also, I love like the maintenance of drunk eyes in all these actors during this scene. They're doing a good job with yeah. hyperbolic drunk eyes. Don't use that word. Hooker is not an acceptable word. Mm-hmm. Even when being a jerk. Oh, dear. But I almost well, fe- feel like, like how many people? Yes, how many people in this room are are actually probably could be okay in a more one on one context with boiling him alive for all the sexual harassment? Yeah, in a non murdery way, but in yeah. a like. Also, I do love that they display like. Oh, never mind. Mm. They don't make Jughead like magically buff in this moment. Oh yeah, he's like, not actually like he, good like at he fighting. He punches Chuck, angry. and Chuck is like, "Okay," and throws him <laughs> into a table. Yep. And so FP shuts it down because also that's what he does. FP, FP, good job. Way to be a dad. Well done. Everyone's going. Thank yep. you. Yep. Your turn for parenting, FP. You're all taking turns. Oh. See, again, good, good dadding. Good daddy. See, I wish I would have done this with Alice 20 years ago. Oh, good job. Good job. That's a nice little facial laugh. Good job. Good dadding. Uh, this is the beginning of FP is good dad. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's done good things, but we understand him as good dad. Yes. From here, right? Yes. Especially important because Good of the amb- coming ambiguity of the jacket reveal and his prison term. Yes. Such a good music sting. Oh Such a good little scoring. I love how shift. the teenagers next door throw a terrible party and you pick on him. Yep. Your class privilege is showing. Alex and she Cooper. watched until she got to pick on him. She watched also, this all is when this we go first, down. We also first learned that Alice is, used to be a snake. Mm-hmm. You're still oh, hot, hot Alice. Alice. Too bad you gotta stick up your ass is what that <sighs> line means. <laughs> yep. Um, and Jughead sort of gets his wish. I've <laughs> <laughs> got layers. Oh man, so good. He's, Thank it's you. Like that his, wasn't hard. It's like his third tropey I'm so deep speech, but this one actually feels earned a little bit. <sighs> There we go. That wasn't so hard. He had to come to the realization first, unfortunately. Hmm. When would it have come up, Betty, really? Like, when do you introduce the conversation about that low-key torture? When does it come up? I just... Oh... Hmm. Oh, we're getting dear. we're getting lost in the bughead eyes again. We're getting like lost in like a very messy representation of like mental health for type A people. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and I like that there's an attempt, and I like that she shows him these scars, and I like that he's mm-hmm. cool with it. But like, just make her a cutter and deal with it. It's tricky. You know? It's it's tricky though because when you get explicitly diagnostic. You enter a certain, a, a certain very special episode territory. Yeah, that's true. And you enter a, into a different space of responsibility when you're depicting explicit, realistic methods. That's true. Of self harm. That's very true. That actually, yeah, this is better. You're I'll, right. This is better in some ways. Like it's it's tough because I always want to see explicit representation labels. Yeah. Like I want to see descriptive words that we can see ourselves in. So it's, it, yeah, it's it's a tough line to walk. Yeah. I think it's this is better in some ways, but I think you raise a point that explicit statements would be of value to a lot of people watching. Yeah. This is a very sweet little tender. This is why I fell in love with Riverdale originally. Is like the kids mm. were like dealing with the adults. Mm-hmm. 
And the there adults isn't as much ha- of that in season two. Yeah, yeah. Well, the stakes become so different. Yeah. But I, I'm hopeful that season three will narrow into a more interpersonal dynamic focus after the big, you know, the expansion outward of the world that was season one. Or season two. Yeah. I'm hopeful. I mean, we're getting isolated Archie for a little while off the gate, I suspect, because he's in jail, right? Um, And it'll be interesting seeing what the gang dynamic looks like with Archie absent. Um, And in the consequence. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there's always a little mileage to be gotten from a time skip. Yeah. Tragic of epic proportions. This is, they even managed to make Archie Veronica romance really sweet and organic, which I'm very impressed. Um, yeah, I've never really shipped it. I I ship this moment. I think it's very sweet. Yeah, but and like I, I'm also, enjoying. They both probably puked at this point. So why are they kissing? But you know. <laughs> 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 I definitely puked and then made out once in my adolescence. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, that definitely oh, happened. Oh, yes. <laughs> trying to find a polite way to circle around to that <laughs> I just just went in there. <laughs> Guns blazing. And I really like this light, soft waking up moment, too. Yeah, and the fact that he got all annoyingly gentlemanly and, like, let her sleep in the bed, and she's like, where am I? What's happening? A little processing moment. Although, kudos, Riverdale, for showing, like, consensual sex between teenagers not going awry. Yep. I approve. I wish there was more gay consensual sex. Always. Not going awry. But Mm -hmm. this is also fantastic. No one's gonna get pregnant. More gay sex with feelings attached would be positive. Um, Some nice cruising representation. That's a real thing. (laughs) Well handled, Jack. Is Jughead, like, reading the paper? Yeah. And he looks so... I love this moment between them. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. It's, it's It's a friend start moment in a big way. Yeah. And it's... Yeah. Yeah. I think that this is the end of a longer scene. Just the way she headed into that line. I feel like there was more dialogue mm. before that that they cut. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. It it worked for me because of the editing momentum of cutting space, but it didn't feel like we really cut scene. You know? Yeah. Like, I feel like we're still in the same scene of Veronica's wake up, in a way. Yeah. But I agree, I wouldn't be surprised. Slash. Yeah. And she's suddenly out. wearing pink. She's no longer in mourning. Mm. Transformation. I yeah. also find it interesting, given that how deep Hermione is in this mess, that Smithers is like, Hermione's great. Mm-hmm. That speaks volumes to Hermione's character. Yeah. In world, right? I mean, she might be the good mob boss she, of yeah. the two. She's also, like, an extremely protective mom, like when yeah. Veronica nearly gets killed in this the second season and Hermione, like, just, like, immediately puts her body in the middle. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, what parents are supposed to do, but sometimes they don't. <laughs> yeah. Literally ever. I say I say that kind of stuff all the time. <laughs> I empathize with him so hard. Uh, (coughs) See, it's a bit of a party foul, because when you have a party that size, people should stay to wake up in the morning and help you clean. That's how you do. Hmm. I can't remember what's happening. The music... Oh, the music changed. Yes. Investigative Alice. Serpent. Oh yep. my god, Alice. I mean, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. She's actually on to something. Hello, high school. <laughs> the cape. I love the cape. I know, I love capes. 
I inherited one from a friend of mine that died, and I love it. It's so beautiful. It's green. It's a wonderful piece of clothing. Mm-hmm. No hood on mine, but that's okay. It has a good collar. Yes. You don't need to be Veronica caped. No, I don't. Are you bringing it to New York? Well, it I'm seems gonna be, very New York. I'm going to be in New York it's, in August, so there was mm, no cause for a felt cape. <laughs> fair point. <laughs> or wool, actually. I think it's wool. Fair point. <laughs> Betty and Veronica on a team. I love. Oh, hey, you're going to be in New York while this episode is airing. I, I am. What timing? Think of me in New York, Riverdale gang, visiting mm-hmm. my aunt and uncle and my cousin, Rachel. I'm really looking forward to seeing her. I assume you're doing New York-y things as well? Are, are you? Or I mean, are like, you I've just... been to New York several times because I'm bougie AF, apparently. And... I mean, family. <laughs> And uh, I don't know what New York-y things I'm going to do. We'll see. Hmm. A package arrived for you. I don't remember which of this package. Oh, yes. Oh, what was, what new was this? pearls. Oh, thank you, Daddy. Buying pearls from prison. Mm-hmm. Also, pearls, pearls from prison is the name of my new band. <laughs> um, I just had the thought... Is, like, snapping her pearl necklace just the thing Veronica does when she's angry at her dad? Like, is this, like, the 14th pearl necklace through adolescence? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true, true. Hello, Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald. Ready to rock next episode. Molly Ringwald. We're going to go Molly right Ringwald. ahead and watch next episode, like, right now, aren't we? Oh, because we're so excited about Molly Ringwald? Well, yes, but also because we're recording tonight and the gang can wait for next week. That's true. But we get to speed on into Molly Ringwald. It's true. Um, Although, I do... Okay, let's spend, like, two minutes... Oh, yes, we can unpack before... The, oh. Uh, um, that, yeah, that episode okay. is like really well written, right? In a lot of ways, like I mean, just in terms of narrative structure, <laughs> it's really well written. It has some of the most ridiculous lines. Oh, I know, which I appreciate. Like Kevin being like, "I really, I can't breathe" or whatever it is. <laughs> my favorite line mm-hmm. in the series: "The, the plot thickens. thickens." Like, oh my gosh, it's so trashy. Mm-hmm. I love this show so much. The very well done narrative. I just love it. <laughs> Makes me think perhaps the over-the-top lines are very intentional, right? That the the cheesiness is very explicit. Oh, yeah. It, there is explicit cheese. Yeah. I'm so here for the explicit cheese. As, as, as eye-rolly as it is at times with Dear Jug. Yeah, Dear but Juggy. like, but, but, you know, what's so great? Something, I watched an interview with these actors and something that, mm-hmm. oh, I can't remember which one of them said it, but it's one of the main, one of the main gang. Yes. Um, uh, said that what's so great about Riverdale is that they all like really earnestly believe their world. All these characters. Mm, yeah. They're that. That's the episode we just watched. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm pulling up. The, I'm getting the summary for the next one, oh. Andy. For... Um. <laughs> continue. Um, yes. Yes. I. Um. I think that. Uh, that's true. That they they mm-hmm. just so earnestly believe in this world that we're kind of like carried along with them. And I think like good mm-hmm. cheesy shows do that successfully. Like good escapism shows are like so on board for all the nuttiness of their of the world that they're in. Yep. You know, it's so great. Yep. I, I think it's fantastic. I think Riverdale does a very good job of grounding us with the parents' stories sometimes. Um, sometimes they're very hyperbolic, but characters like Fred Andrews, characters like, um, uh, well, not the Blossoms. I guess, like, really particularly Fred, even FP. Yeah, I think in in, this... In in Jughead's plot. Yeah, in this season, FP is much less potential crime lord. Mm -hmm. He's not really a crime lord, but you know what I'm saying. And much more like down-and-out dad who is in a rut and doesn't know how to change. Mm. You know? Yeah, there's some very, like, mundane domesticities to the problems, even of Hermione, even of of Alice, in this season in particular. Um, But they also deal with, you know, they deal with the the very heavy consequential things, the life-and-death consequential things. FP is up in the murder plot, Fred gets shot, Alice... Your marriage is oh, falling right. apart. I and forgot that that's how that season ended. Yeah, like... Oh, man. 
Okay. There's there is a domesticity, but there's also a like real world stakes to the parents that for me grounds some of the naivety that we accept with the younger students mm-hmm. and the 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 goofy big teenager over the top decisions that we get quite often. Yeah. Um Yeah, totally. Th- these layers that you know, make me aware the the little bit of a narrative it's not an it's not a narrative wink. But it lets me in on what the writers know they're doing, I think. Yeah. I think a narrative wink is a good way of putting it in some ways. Mm. Um, It's not, I guess it's not too winky. It's like a blink, maybe more than a wink. Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Subtle. It's not exactly subtle. Yes. It's almost subtle, though. Well, that was a darn fine episode. I really enjoyed revisiting that. And I'm nearly to the bottom of my coffee. Yes. Are you slurping in our friend's ears? Possibly. I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're here for it. This is the show on close. which Fairleigh Harvey has, in fact, ordered food. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> twice. <laughs> I love Fairleigh. Um, all right, I think we're gonna call it a night for yeah. three minutes, three, and then we're gonna, y'all. and then we're gonna. It's a night for y'all, and it's a three-minute break for us. Yeah. So we're gonna get some water. I'm gonna breathe. I'm gonna fan myself a little. Does that melt? Yeah. I'm the perfect temperature currently. Great. Ryan. Magic. Um, Superpowers. The Riverdale Gang podcast is recorded on and Riverdale is shot on unceded Tsleil-Waututh, Musqueam, and Squamish territory. Special thanks to Patreon. Special thanks to Thunderquack. Not Patreon the company, the specific Patreon supporting Thunderquack, rather. Like, Patreon's mostly fine as a corporate entity, but <laughs> you all who give us money directly so we can do this yeah. thing uh, is, y'all are great and special. Yes. And thank you. Mike and the Thundercrack Network keeps yeah. our friends over there. Woohoo. Who also let us do this thing. Um, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Riverdale yes. Gang. I believe it's is it Yeah, it, it yeah. If you if you search Riverdale Gang, you will get us eventually. Yeah. Especially if you search Riverdale Gang podcast. A reasonably apparent logo of some familiarity, we hope. By now. I'm Chloe. I'm Ryan. And We'll see you next time. Talk to you soon.